you are listening to On The Topic. Is it turpentine? Is it turpentine? Should I be putting my dick in Ovaltine? Or snorting a bag of Dramamine? Probably not. I'm Dan. Um, I've got some bad news, Dan, because I think I have fallen in love with uh, this album. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, or have I? Um, and or what we talk about this week, Dan, I mean, you, you've posed this one. This was uh, mm. against the uh, the listeners' advice. What do they know? They they know an awful lot. <laughs> so don't go, they, they go, they go saying that. We want those listeners and students yeah, to subscribe. But, you know, all joking aside, actually, you did a poll, didn't you, on, um, on Instagram and... Um, there wasn't much take up, and what was take up wasn't particularly positive. No, but yet we've contrary to that, we've actually had quite a lot of um, listener input, haven't we? We have. Uh, so this week we're going to be reviewing Blink One Eight Two's One More Time. One more time. And uh, I mean, last outing where I reviewed a Blink album, I was on my own, so it's good to have you by my side this time. Yes, and um, this time I have listened to it, and I have got some thoughts. And I'm, I should go into this being absolutely transparent because a lot of people will be. Hardcore Blink fans. I'm a fan of Blink, and I've, I've, in a truer sense, grew up listening to them, uh, which might explain an awful lot. Same as you, Dan. Um, I also love pop punk. Yeah. So this is thoroughly in my in my wheelhouse, but I wouldn't say I'm a massive, massive Blink fan. So it might sound a bit wishy washy when I when I talk about them. It mm. won't be the same way that Dan, that Dan talks about them because I guess you are that. How would you describe your love for Blink, actually? Um, I mean, I got into them when I was around 15 years old, and I've followed their careers ever since. They probably came to my life at the right time, to be honest. Um, sort of more on a personal level, I just lost my nan. I suppose I sort of lost my way a little bit. Uh, always getting into trouble. Um, so, yeah, I also didn't really fit in well at school with a lot of people. And I think Blink sort of having that angsty band sort of got me into things like playing the guitar and stuff do you know what I mean yeah it sort of kept me out of trouble when I was was getting into trouble oh yeah mm. Mm. just doing naughty things <clears> or <throat> like prank phone calls being a bit of a douche you know when I should have been you know I'm a, I'm a nice young man really did you ever do that do you have any, had any um, sleepovers um, maybe just me and you'd, you'd be in a room boys and the girls you know before it was ill-advised that you should be with boys and girls, um, <laughs> and um, and you'd you'd have mobiles and you'd go hoo hoo hoo. You put one four one in front of the number in the UK. If you put one four one, it masks the number, so caller yep. ID doesn't show. And you'd you'd drop you go around the room saying, "Oh, let's let's drop call someone, or let's let's do a prank call." And all this is you just calling someone. They're going, hello? Because it's like, <laughs> I don't know, half past 12, midnight, you know, one o'clock in the morning, and everyone giggles, and it puts down the phone. Yeah. It's, it's, did you ever do that? I did, yeah. It's terrible, really, isn't it? Classic game of knock door run mm. as well, especially... Uh, Late at night? Mm. Oh, you bad man. Not fun. Someone, someone did that to me now, I would... I'd be fuming. I'd be putting my shoes on, I'd be barefoot running down the street, going to give him a piece of my mind <laughs> I don't know if people and do the that these days do they I, I mean this we're talking like the early noughties this is before the internet boomed and there was no social media or anything like that there was nothing really that was out there to entertain us you know kids have got it great these days you've got computer games you've got Netflix Disney Plus yeah the Tinterweb and all that other crazy 
Yeah, yeah you're right. We had sticks at the bike. Skateboards as well. I got into skateboarding because of Blink. Um, I quit after about a year because I just really hurt myself. I just like, nah, this, is, this isn't worth it. Yeah? Yeah. I tried to do a kickflip, ended up bailing on my ass and like gashing my legs up and cutting my elbows on now. That's it. I'm done now. Had a hissy fit and I was like, never again. Giving out. Yeah. But I think Blink also kind of, it backs the underdog. The band, don't you think? Like yeah. they're they're not like they're mainstream, but they're almost like anti-mainstream. Yeah, I mean that's what punk was all about, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Blink know they've <clears> sold <throat> out. They know they've boomed. But I mean, they talk about it in the Zane Lowe interview. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk about it, but they, no, not yet. They've all come from you know difficult um, you know, childhoods. You know, families breaking up, getting divorced, and all that stuff. And Tom sort of explained it in a way I was like, yeah, I get it. He says, Blink is forcing the happiness in the room. That's the interesting way of putting it. Mm. Yeah. Not that all of their songs are happy. No. Well, not on this album anyway, but I mean, Edinburgh of the State was brilliant. That yeah. was the album that I went, oh. Yeah. So yeah. this is what it's about. Special. Mm. And of course, I think the, the year I got into them and found Edinburgh of the State through, ironically, my mum... Because she loved all the small things. Okay. And then my cousin was like, oh yeah, you know that song, All the Small Things? Well, this is the album. Mm. Come over and listen to it. And I was like, right, okay. So I went over to his house. And I loved it so much, I went out and bought it with my pocket money the following week. And then I saved up really hard to get the Mark Tom and Travis show. Tape or CD? Oh, CD. CD. I've still got the old, um, I mean, they're all tattered now dog-eared and crumpled mm. well listened to yeah. especially through, through my youth yeah it's did you have the um, the personal CD player that would, would be too big for your pockets but you jam in there anyway yeah it's great and then skip you take yeah you take it to college or or school you'd have it in your bag if you move just awkwardly it would go yeah. Boop, boop. yeah 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 well annoying but what a time simpler time none of the mp3s but anyway talk about simpler times um Yes, the album. So, um, Dan, what's the, what's the order of business today? Let's do a little synopsis first, then we'll take you through the personnel, all the technical stuff, yep. artwork, studios, length time, all that stuff, and then we'll sort of talk about the tracks. Yeah, cool. So, synopsis, One More Time is the ninth studio album by Blink-22, released on October the 20th, 2023, through Columbia Records. Uh, the album marks the second return of guitarist vocalist Tom DeLonge, re- reuniting their classic lineup for the first time in seven years. Wow. Some time fly, eh? This will be their first album together as well uh, since 2011's Neighbourhoods. Okay, it's yeah. It's been that long, yeah. Uh, but the last album would have been 2019, which was Nine, with Matt Skiba. Yep. Uh, after bassist vocalist Mark Hoppus received a cancer <coughs> diagnosis in 2021, the three reconvened to overcome old disputes, leading to Tom DeLonge rejoining. Uh, so first now we've got Mark Hoppus on vocals and bass, Tom DeLonge on vocals and guitars, and Travis Barker on drums. He was the, also the producer, and he does vocals, Alex. This is like the first time. I've seen him, um, I think there was a... It must be the... Uh, the algorithms and the things that you're sharing because I think there was a uh, an Instagram reel of, of him in front of the mic singing 
Yeah, he was singing Fuckface. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also does vocals on One More Time and backing vocals on Fell in Love. Which I like. Yeah, banger. Uh, other musicians, we've got Kevin Bavona, who does a lot of the piano, synthesizers, keyboards, strings, and backing vocals. Probably so subtle on the backing vocals, you probably wouldn't even notice him, mm. to be honest. Uh, he's also a multi-instrumentalist and audio engineer, best known for his work with Tim Armstrong's various musical projects, particularly The Transplants and Rancid. I know those. Do you remember Transplants? I do. Travis Parker and... Uh, Tim Armstrong it bad Diamonds and Guns <clears throat> not so much don't well the song yeah wow, that's a long time ago I haven't seen anything from Giants Plus for a long time uh, on the technical stuff you've got Aaron Rubin who's the co-producer recording engineer and also has some writing credits Aaron Rubin is also um, well known for his work with Angels and Airwaves Tom DeLong's yep. side hustle mm-hmm. um, and his brother Ilan uh, you got Kevin Thrasher Gruft, who's the recording engineer. What a great name. Mm. Actually, there's a few recording engineers. You've got Nicholas Morzov, Kevin Bavona, Eric Emery, and John Warren. Uh, Adam Hawkins on mixing. There's a lot of co producers. You've got Nick Long, Ryan Tedder, Mark Spike Stent. Excellent. Andrew Goldstein, and Brian Lee. And Tim Armstrong. Oh my God, there's a load. There's a lot of personnel here. You've got Dan Brook, who's the bass engineer. And on mixing, you've got Serban Ganea. Think I've done that justice? Probably not. Never do on this on this programme. Uh, Bryce Borden and mastering was Randy Merrill. Got a question for you. Hmm. As a non-musician, what does a bassist engineer do? Well... Is this just, just, I'm going to be quite rude now and disparaging, but is this just someone who just tunes a bass and just hands over to the musician? I think there might What's, be more to it. There's got to be, surely, to have a, a credit to the album. Let's have a look. What does a bass engineer <clears throat> do? Because in my mind, you've got someone who's running into like the studio, like helping to tune the strings and to, to make sure that the, the setup on the loop pedals or whatever is all like... You know, configured to the artist, but I guess like a roadie. Uh, so he's googled it, guys. No, that's not right. It's giving me bases in B A S E. It's all about the bass. Uh, uh, bass engineer helps you composing bass, guitar grooves, and solos. No matter if you're a professional musician or just a music enthusiast, it will help you think out of the box and unlock your creativity. Like, a, I guess, a creative consultant, but specifically for bass. Yeah. Maybe. Interesting that they're called an engineer, though. I mean, I don't know what else you call. Just, yeah, like a creative consultant. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. I suppose it's just get the best <clears throat> out of Mark Hoppus and his... Yeah. I mean, we know Mark can play the bass. He's he very good. Yeah. Maybe is it finding the right guitars and the right tones? I don't know. There's probably more to it than that. But then that's what a lot of the um, engineers do anyway, the recording engineers. So yeah. Interesting stuff. Mm. Um, artwork, we've got Eric Hayes who did the logos. Lake Hills did the layout. And on photography, you've got Daniel Roas, Clementine Rui, Jack Bridgeland and Sky Hoppus. Sky is Mark's wife. 
Uh, studios used, uh, we've got the waiting room in Los Angeles, Jupiter Sound and Area 69 in San Diego, and Khalifa in Los Angeles again. And the album runs for 44 minutes and 35 seconds. Unless you got the deluxe version. Uh, I didn't get the runtime for that one, which is the two X tracks, which at the time of recording dropped yesterday. They're roughly about two minutes, 30-ish, give or take. Yeah, so you're probably looking at about 48 Eight minutes. Something. Yeah, 49 minutes. Uh, one More Time has been promoted by six singles, which was Edging, which came out last year. One More Time, More Than You Know, Dance With Me, Fell In Love, and You Don't Know What You've Got. So Alex, let's set up the track listing. Yes. Uh, so let's kick things off with Anthem Part 3. Um, I've put Fast Pace Opener, Anthemic Close to the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I quite liked the xylophone or the bells in the mix in the final chorus. Uh, it sort of gives it a bit of sparkle. Mm-hmm. Quite nice. And the line that really stuck out to me was Mark Hoppus. He sings, No one gave a fuck that you died. Yes. So... Um, I was like, so what could that possibly mean? So I went through, you know, Reddit and all the forums, and this is what I got. It's, um, it's about a man who was scared when he accidentally posted the photo of his cancer treatment on his main Instagram, that everyone online would tell him, good, you deserve to die. What? Um, so he obviously had some issues with self-esteem and recognising his own self-worth, but actually, again, referring back to the Zane Lowe interview, everyone was very supportive. Right. But yeah, he genuinely had that fear that people were going to go, oh good. Because you know what the internet's like. Yeah. Full of trolls and hate and arseholes. Bloody hell. Uh, any thoughts on Anthem Part 3? Apart from the human race are terrible when it comes to the internet, but I mean, we've mm. talked about that before. Yes. Oof. Uh, dance With Me. <clears throat> uh, I like this one. I really like this one. Mm. It's good. Um, it's just the one with the hook. Um, ole, ole, yeah, ole, yeah. ole. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it's a bit of fun. Is it, is it, it's a bit different, right, to, to usual Blink, is that fair to say? Because it's... Yeah. Or is it not? I don't know. It feels like the, the chant there is more playful than usual. I mean, you'd get more of a na, 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 na. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm going to mean. Ole, yeah. ole is different. It is. Uh, I've put high tempo party song and the <clears> chorus <throat> could belong in a football stadium. 100%. I would love to hear Fratton Park singing Ole 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 Yeah we're doing it all night but it's not going to happen You never know Petition It's all but hope uh, The hook is instantly re- memorable and is silly enough to have been a relic from Blink's most popular era act Song had been out a day when they played it in a wild Italy crowd who joined in in unison Oh amazing You have to see the video I think they were in Milan It's so good Wow okay um, got some little tidbits as well. Mm. Uh, so Travis Barker posted, when I teach masturbation, I'm always just like, have fun with it, was originally an outtake from another song that didn't make the album. Uh, Dance With Me was already mixed and mastered when I decided to add it to the beginning of the song. Mm. Uh, Mark's pre-chorus vocals lyrics are one of my favourite Mark moments on the album. Tom's outro post-chorus vocal was almost the chorus, but the simplicity of ole, 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 ole was undeniable, and I switched it back to being the chorus. Yeah, lovely. It works. It just works. It does. I think someone on YouTube did do that, what Travis had said. It doesn't work. Oh. 
it's really it sort of feels a bit out of place <clears throat> yeah uh, fell in love I love this uh, shrewd callback as it interpolates the cure's hit close to me 1985 yeah Robert Smith also featured on this song uh, as he did in 2003 uh, he was on all of this and fun fact he joined them at Wembley to sing um, Boys Don't Cry oh wow uh, and Blink Regley shared their adoration for the new wave icons in the Zane Lowe interview, Hoppus noted how seeing bassist Simon Gallup in the Cure's Just Like Heaven video is what spurred him to pick up the bass guitar. And it's probably why I like the song so much, because it, it probably does have that kind of that 80s vibe that's, yes. that's probably quite um, subconscious. It wasn't something I just listened to it, because I think you, you I think last time we met up, you're like, oh, yeah, the, the album's coming out. I think the following day, I was like, oh, yeah, the, the album's out. I went to yeah. go, and, go and stream it on Apple. And I was there with, doing some work. I was like, this one's an absolute banger. And you I had, actually messaged me, I messaged you? you. Well, it, was, it wasn't really in response. I think I ignored your message <laughs> before. <laughs> We're all I busy. just typed you and, and said, oh, um, Fell in Love is an absolute banger. Yeah. And then responded to the actual last message that you sent. But it's, like, it's, it's such a good track, and it's... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's one of my favourites for sure. Took me a while to get into it because when they released it as a single, I thought this isn't really that special, but it has grown on me. Right, there's just something very catchy about it, and not every song needs a distorted guitar. It's all very no. like clean guitars. It's really nice, mm. uh, and I actually put arguably Blink's most mature love song ever. Because yeah. let's be honest, I Miss You isn't a love song. Nope, and they're quite the opposite from mature. Mm. But I mean, they pride themselves not taking themselves seriously. No. Uh, on to Terrified. I actually love this song. So this was originally a, supposed to be a boxcar racer song. Uh, and it's sat on a hard drive for some 20-odd years. As you do. Uh, typical small verses, as you would expect from a boxcar racer song. Big choruses. I've put I Love the Bridge. And it transports me back to 2002. Great year. Sort of angsty, Tom along um, vocals as well. I was thinking more Britney Spears and her red cat suit on Mars. <laughs> That's 2002. 2002. Yeah, great, great year for music. It really was. Christina Aguilera being dirty. Was that too early? I think that was 2002. No, I think that was about 2002. What was the, it's uh, the MTV era? See, we got we had uh, Moulin Rouge. What was that? 2001. <clears throat> I think it was one. Yeah. We had um, Sky TV for almost the first time. I think it was the first time. We had it quite late, so we didn't have cable. Couldn't get mm. cable where I lived, um, in the suburbs of uh, of South London. But we get Sky, we got Sky, mm. and it was the best thing ever. Um, there was uh, you know the games. Do you ever get Sky in the old old Sky boxes? Yeah, <clears throat> and you get the um, you know, like the, the the very basic, you know, like almost Space Invader esque, yeah, low res graphics, very slow, and the input was on your your, your, your remote. It was the arrows, wasn't it? And yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Button in the middle, yeah. Um, but it would cost. <laughs> to almost like do dial up with it yeah and like I think my dad got like a five pound charge because I was playing it like constantly throughout the weekend and it came through like additional charge like what what is this <laughs> I mean small graces it wasn't porn um, which you know later on might have been a problem <laughs> uh, I'm not saying committing to the airways but I'm saying boys will be boys with um, you know the, the adult channels and the 900 channel range but what I'm saying is you know it could have been that but it wasn't it was innocent Just purely gaming. playing games um, 
So yeah, choke up the fiver, Dad, because it could be a lot worse. It could have been 15 quid for <laughs> a, a, a Grady Television X programme. Yeah, 100%. But at least we talk about that the better. Yeah, love Terrified. Uh, Mark Hoppus actually said, my old ego would have rejected the boxcar song out of hand, but this whole album was about getting past all that shit and just making music. It turned out so good. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, one more time. I'll put Somber, driven by yeah. acoustic guitar and piano. <clears throat> it's very personal. Uh, lyrically, might not mean much to a casual fan, but if you're a hardcore fan, it probably hits you in the feels. I remember listening to it when it first released. Um, to, thankfully, I was working from home. Got the old YouTube on and watched the countdown go, and then the mm. video came on, and bit, I got a bit misty-eyed. I'm not going to lie. And this is the one where they're playing on like some kind of fantasy background screen thing, and it it kind of flickers all through the the, the main parts of their careers. That, mm. that one, yeah, it's a really good album. Um, yeah, it's a very melancholy song, but um, I yeah, it's it's a very clever very clever track and I think it's it's quite a serious one for them mm. as much as it's not talk about you know dicks and uh, and other things it's I like it I think it's it's a, it's a good mellow mellow, mellow tune does heat in the feels doesn't need anything heavy as well um, I've actually noted no heavy drums and Travis no. typically just plays the snare with yeah, brushes yeah, yeah. it's very subtle and I quite this is so like basic of me I'd like the craftsmanship of, of a song but it's that resonating tubular bell at the end yeah it's something quite haunting about it is it not a bit bit boxcar-ish but I mean um, when they first came out boxcar you know yeah I, mean? I suppose it would be it's almost got that um, it's uh, almost like you know when boxcar came out and it was like I there it was, is yeah 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 and then there was um uh, like a bit like Panic or you know, Panic at Disco it's almost yeah. like that simple but raw angsty kind of the vibe I, I, mm. I'm there for it again 2002 Alex loved that that kind yeah. of that music but it's it almost feels like that that era it really does I mean there's a lot of I mean we'll talk about in our final thoughts um, but it does sort of draw on a lot of their I suppose their experiences as musicians mm. Uh, on to more than you know and I love this when they dropped this at the same time as uh, one more time uh, piano intro into your typical guitar riff of octaves played by Tom obviously I really liked that Travis Barker is playing a double bass drum so you'll have like two pedals like oh right yeah I think I saw him uh, again on the reels practicing. Mm. You're you're messing up my algorithms, mate. Sorry about that. There, but he's, 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 he's really good, and yeah, he's I think he's practicing, and he's got the double, double um, bass drums, and he's got a simple was it s snare or something? He's t t yeah. tapping. It's um, it is quite impressive. I actually really like the angsty Tom vocals in the um, sort of pre-chorus, where he's like black lines across my face. I can't remember the words. I'm on the spot now, but sort of very like aggressive I suppose mm -hmm. and then the bridge I've put the bridge is an abrupt calm before breaking into the final chorus because it sort <clears> of feels <throat> a bit out of place but they did it with violence back on the self-titled album in 2003 right okay mm. uh, so Travis actually said the bridge section of more than you know was inspired by black coffee he's put it in capitals so I don't know if that's a reference to a band or if he just literally was drinking black coffee mm. 
the whole song is sort of disruptive and different in the best ways, but still sounds like Blink-182. Uh, a lot of people asking if More Than You Know has double bass. The answer is yes. The reason is, why not? I've never recorded double bass on any songs, and I might not do it ever again in the future, but this particular song called for it. It made the chorus part of the song feel like Motorhead to me. Long live Lemmy. <laughs> uh, on to Turn This Off, which is a typical 23-second yeah. blink dick joke song, where Tom declares, if you're offended by, the, by these words, then please fuck off. If you're an arsehole with a dick, then that's something I can lick. Yeah, that sounds about um, Blink-182, doesn't it? It's just very, like, fast-paced. Yeah. And it sort of brings you back to that sort of jokey side of them before lifting off with When We Were Young, which is an absolute banger. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a classic Tom riff to open the song. It's just big. It's anthemic. I really like the bridge. And the the bit that sort of really messed me up is the fact that the chorus is played in the time signature of 7-8 and then goes into 4-4 four, four again. So just sort of explain time signatures. Your typical pop song is like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Okay. This chorus is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. It's sort of re- it will really sort of throw you off when yes. you listen to it. Okay, makes sense. It's very like <clears throat> I don't know. I don't like time signatures. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to writing music. I always write in four four. I can't do all that stuff. Which is just not one, clever. two, three, four, one, yeah. two. Okay. Just feels a bit more natural. Okay. But it's a banger. That's well, I, I guess one is more rhythmic than the other. No? Yeah. Uh, the only time Blink ever played with another time signature was in Asthenia, and the bridge is in 6 8. I remember trying to play that song live at college when I did music performance, and it's really fiddly. Yeah. Yeah, horrible stuff. Mm. Don't play around with time signatures unless you're a metalhead. Not um, to be uh, not to be messed with unless you know what you're doing. No, exactly. Uh, on to edging. I've just put, been out a year at this point, catchy enough, but it's a safe, mediocre punk song compared to some of the songs on this album. Fair. That's all needs to be said. Uh, you don't know what you've got. I've put a mid-tempo burner with a melody similar to Bore to Death and Adam song. Okay. Uh, and there's a lyric that I pulled out, actually. Um, this poison skin you can't touch. And I think it's Mark referencing about having chemo. He talks about it in the Zane Lowe interview. Right. So after he'd have chemo, his wife wouldn't be able to use the toilet he'd used for a few days just in case there was radiation in the water oh, really? and one drop of you know, the splashback if, if that's what you want to call it okay not that I'm saying she does monstrous poos or anything <clears throat> like that wow but you know bit of radiation that's not good okay but it's very um, a, another very sombre song yeah but I like the guitar tone especially in the opening um, opening riff Blink Wave. This is an interesting one. And I've just put basically this is what Blink would sound like if they were an eighties new wave band. Hundred percent. It's like they went 
hey, do you remember that time we wrote Always in 2002-2003? Wouldn't it be really cool if we did another 80s song? It doesn't quite hit that same heights as always, but it's good. It's yeah. catchy enough. This is one of your favourites, Alex. It is. Bad News. Now, I <clears throat> I did another bad thing here. It was having a particularly um, busy week. And you'd shared your notes with me. Mm. Um, and again, I'd, I just spewed this consciousness into the phone because I was like, oh, I've got to tell Dan this because I'm, I'm actually doing my homework. And I'm listening to it. And I said to you, <clears throat> Bad News is a raw but a fun track in brackets, reminiscent of NFG, Sticks and Stones. Yeah. And sure enough, you put in the notes, sounds like a mix of... It sounds like the love child of a song from Cheshire Cat, which is an album back in 1994, and a newfound glory song. And I think it is, and I think that's mm. that's why it's fun. It's it's a particular tempo that's akin to newfound glory, which is usually quite fast. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it is a raw-sounding track compared to some of the other polished ones but I thought it, it, I think it's a great great track um, and that might be just because I've got simpler taste down than you in mm. terms of pop punk I'm a purist when it comes to early 2000s pop punk but it, it kind of harkens back to that period again yeah which the more and more we talk about it, it sounds like that's kind of what they were naming or aiming for because a lot of their music sounds like you know millennium music yeah I like bad news. That, that's growing on me. <clears throat> I sort of struggled with the opening riff, but actually, the more I've listened to it, the more I've gotten into it. It's cracking. Mark's a great vocalist. Um, onto the interlude called "Hurt." Um, I've put sounds like an early Angels and Airwaves song that could belong on "We Don't Need to Whisper," which is the first Angels album. It just sort of felt a little bit abrupt, like the way it ends. <laughs> Like I sort of wanted to maybe a little bit more. I yeah. think it's like one minute twenty two. But yeah, just I don't know, a bit lazy. Do you reckon? I think so. Or, or am I just wanting more? <clears throat> is it intentional to to kind of wake you up as you're listening? It's like not more the same. It's a, oh, that's that's kind of finished. Yeah, maybe. I like it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know. Just feels incomplete. Yeah. I might change my mind. You know, the album's only been out, what, at the time of recording, a week? Yeah. Give or take. Uh, on to Turpentine, or Turpentine. Is it... I I don't know, mate. I think it's Turpentine, but... Uh, initially, I put, is this a serious-sounding joke song? It's epic, by the way. Because you've got the lyrics, Soak your clothes in kerosene, cleanse the mind of ketamine, slide your mum on top of me... Wash yourself with turpentine. And then wow. the final chorus is Like me like a trampoline, stick your dick in Ovaltine, Oof. snort a bag of Dramamine, douse yourself in gasoline, throw up in a limousine, jack off to a magazine, wash yourself in turpentine. God damn it. Mm. So I don't really know the answer, but apparently someone said it's always like... Um, an existential questioning of I don't know um, let me just find where I read that it's um it's it is a strange a strange song it must be said um, perhaps you you don't need to read too much into it no it's just it is what it is 
Um, the lyrics tackle profound existential questions, feelings of alienation, and self-destructive behaviour, resorting to humour to overcome the pain. And who wrote that? Do you know? Uh, that came from Blink182 Italia on Instagram. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So I don't know where they got that information from, but they were obviously close to the band, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. It's a great song, though. Uh, Fuckface might be one of my m- most favourite 27 second songs from Blink 2 ever. Just Travis Barker singing, Shut Up, You Talk Too Much. Sometimes you all feel like that. Sometimes mm. you just want to flip a table and and shout those words at someone's face. Sharing vocals with Tom and the guitars were by Tim Armstrong from Ranted. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, Other Side. Love this song. Uh, it's an upbeat banger the vocal melody in the chorus is so good uh, opening riff sounds like a call to the bridge from Damn It uh, right. back in 97 from Dude Ranch now there is a bit of a backstory to this mm, so once yeah. you get the um, the background it makes it more not interesting I suppose it feels a bit more heartfelt so I found through YouTube, someone had commented, he said, this song is about Mark's bass tech who passed away last year. He had a coffee company called Stage Right Coffee Co. And after knowing that, it makes the chorus hit so much harder. Incredible song. I think I've heard about that, yeah. Uh, and also, just <coughs> if you don't, try not to look into it too much, Mark plays Stage Right. Right, okay. It won't be the same Stage Right. So it won't. Referring to the coffee coffee company or mm. playing stage right coffee life coffee shop yeah but I love it I think it's a great song uh, and then we've got three more tracks so got childhood I really love this I've put a sleeper song it is it's it's mellow and I think it's a great one to fade out to mm. um I, I wasn't expecting it because I think as I got towards the the final third of the album I don't know what what part or what song that was I was kind of maybe I was just in the zone of, of working as I was listening to it and childhood came I was like immediately noticed a tonal shift and I was like okay I kind of tuned back into it mm. and it, the way it just faded out I thought was just a, a wonderful beautiful way of finishing what is quite a chaotic album yeah, and it was such a stark contrast. It almost sounds like I know what to talk about, but it, I think it, it's such a stark contrast to the rest of the album. And it's, I think it's a wonderful song. I, I I really liked it. I think as I was typing my notes out to you, that one hit. And I was like, oh yeah, don't forget childhood. Yeah, that's, that's a really good track. And I I think it's it's such a good. Tra- it's so good. And then it obviously looped back around to was it one more time? I then went back to childhood. Was like, no, no, I need to listen to that again because that's yeah. such a good. Because it's very rare these days I find that an album, the first song is almost complemented by the last and vice versa. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's complete kind of 360. Mm. And what I mean by that is, like, again, NFG, um, uh, they're very good at doing it. And they'll have, like, the big, rousing, um, anthemic, crowd-pleasing songs when they're, 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 they're playing live and they'll finish on like a much mellower chilled out track yeah and then if you've got it on repeat 
it'll come back around and hit you again. You're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And you'll, you'll continue in that loop because it, you'll go through that journey and they'll finish wonderfully on childhood until there was the deluxe edition, mm. which we'll talk about in a second. And you go, oh, that was lovely, lovely fade out, I guess, um, with Mark, is it, who's singing? Uh, yeah, I think it I is. I think it's Mark. Or both of them. <clears throat> and then you go, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. And then was it one more time, was it this first track? Uh, it was Anthem Part 3. Anthem Part 3. And that comes in and just hits you again. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And you go through that, that, that ride again. I think that's that's how I listen to albums. It is quite traditional end-to-end. But I think that's why it's such a good one to kind of finish on because it kind of hits you again. You're like with renewed vigour and interest when mm-hmm. you hear then track one. It's, yeah, I, I think it's it's a quality track. Uh, and what I meant by a sleeper song, I said, Unevent- eventually achieve unexpected success after initially attracting very little attention. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've put dreamy and chilled. But I quite liked how one Redditor, if you've ever been on Reddit, that's what I mean by Redditor, described it as a warm breeze of melancholy nostalgia of a lost youth I hadn't even realised was gone. That's very poetic, isn't it? Also depressing. You haven't realised that mm. your youth has escaped you. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I feel the same when I'm 38 in a couple of months. Mm. Don't look at a year past 50. Thank you. Very kind. <laughs> uh, I've also put <clears throat> Blink channeling some Sergeant Pepper Beatles vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So we should probably talk about the, the uh, deluxe album songs. Yes. Which we've been quite fortunate to hear. First one, Cut Me Off. I've put Edgy Chorus, but nothing overly special. Bit of a B-side song. I won't be as disparaging to say it's a filler because it's not it's it's more than filler but it, yeah I think it's a B-side I feel like it, it belongs but maybe not uh, I mean I can see why they probably released it later as opposed to putting it on the main yeah, album yeah. and then the second song was See You which is Angels No Waves meets Blink-182 not keen on the synth heavy intro um, which isn't doing much for me but I quite like the chorus So that leads us on to our overall thoughts. It does. Uh, what's your overall thoughts? Um, unexpectedly millennium themed. Hmm. Um, I think it's it's got an interesting balance. I mean, I haven't listened to too many, as you can probably hear in the things I'm saying, too many Blink albums. But when I think about the ones that I have heard, it, it feels like a good mix of kind of a culmination of all the things I've gone through so far. And I won't profess to know all of their individual solo projects and their side gigs and side bands, but it kind of feels like this is some of the journey they've gone on whilst kind of almost going back to the original. Mm. It's, it, is that, it is that musical journey and how they have either not matured or have matured in, in, in the things they're singing. But I think if you look through the thread, it, it ultimately goes back to, I think, the first couple of albums. Yeah. And I think sure. that's why it kind of resonates with me, kind of not quite touching base with them over the last couple of years and actually finding something of interest because I think it's got something for everyone in it. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Unexpectedly so. Mm. I, I think it's it's very balanced and there was only maybe three or four tracks that I was, like, indifferent but that's equally as the track listing as it is the individual songs themselves. I think it's it's very well structured and put together, and punctuated with some absolute bangers. Yeah, yeah, I I really like it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's their best album. 
Um, that crown still belongs to the 2003 self-titled album, but I'd say it's definitely up there. Mm. It's a strong return, but I felt it was a culmination of their music careers. Now, whether that was sort of old Blink-182 or a bit of Boxcar Racer, Transplants, Angels and Airwaves, Plus 44, and probably more recently for Mark, which was Simple Creatures. It sort of pulls a lot of those things together, and it got this album. Yeah. Now, not to dig at Neighbourhoods from 2011, you could tell that was a very disjointed album. They still weren't quite on good terms. I mean, the album's phenomenal. But it, this feels like, you know, they're back. They're communicating their friends first and foremost. And yeah. they've gone, right, we're going to do things differently this time. And we've only got one more chance of making this work. And this is what we got. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very good album. I, I can't... I don't think I could ever put the album on from start to finish and skip a track. Because every no. song's so different and so good. Which probably means we should talk about the critical response from all the major outlets. Uh, so I'll, I'll choose a, a handful. Uh, so we've got All Music, which gave it four out of five stars. Clash gave it 7 out of 10. Uh, the Guardian only gave it 3 out of 5. What do you know? <laughs> the Independent, even worse, it gave it 2 out of 5. Uh, Karen gave it 4 out of 5. Enemy gave it 3 out of 5 stars. Uh, Rolling Stone gave it 4 out of 5. And I've got sort of snippets from some of these outlets. Uh, Rolling Stone reviewer Mayor Georgie gave the album high marks, observing, as always, Bling Way 2 are at their best when they are channeling punk rock energy and wailing tongue-in-cheek couplets against choppy guitars and Barker's driving rhythms. Kate Solomon from The Guardian felt that despite the nods to mortality, Blink have not lost their knack for crafting thumping choruses, which we've talked about. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, Spins Bobby Olivia felt the explosive album delivered this reconciliation feels fresh fun it's still the band's best work in 20 years Uh, Enemy reviewer Emma Wiles found the album a full circle moment the issue is however that it perhaps lacking in variety and then last but not least Helen Brown of The Independent dismissed it as hardly revelatory but I don't think it's supposed to be. It's not a career-defining album. But I don't think they're looking to do anything new. I think that's the whole point. Mm. It's melancholy and it's it's a retrospective. So I think that's nonsense. Yeah, no, agreed. Get in the sea. Shut up, Helen. What do you know? <clears throat> Fuckface. <laughs> is, is, yeah. I don't know her. Is, is Shut that, up, you talk too much, you talk too much. Is that is that what we say? That's what we say. It feels like that's what we should yeah. say. Yeah. Fuckface. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Sorry, Helen. I don't know you. I'm sure you're a nice person. I'm please just, don't sue us. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just saying what, what they what they would say. Just bringing punk angst to the pod and channeling Blink One Eight Two. Yep, it's got to be done. Yep. <clears throat> On to the listener. <laughs> right. First up, we got Luke. He says it's Blink to make the elder emos wink. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm an elder emo now. Shit. Yeah. Christ. Not on the money though. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Tom. He says, couldn't be anything other than Unreal, could it? Anthem Part 3 was an awesome touch. 
It's a good opener, to be mm, fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Brendan. Uh, quite an extensive review from Brendan. He said, I've only listened to it once. Usually like to give it at least two listening before reviewing. However, on the whole, I think it's a bit average. I think there are some really good parts on it. Really like the first song in Blink Wave, but I think the poor bits outweigh the good. I also think it's a bit rushed. I think they could have spent a good month or two on it. Production-wise, I don't really rate Travis as a pop-punk producer. Uh, His hip-hop stuff is outstanding, but not a fan of his pop stuff. Interesting. He does an okay job again, uh, some better than others, but I think it's missing a John Feldman, etc., um, so John Feldman um, helped produce uh, California and Nine, which was the the Skiba era of Blink One Eight Two. While Tom was doing his thing, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a massive fan of John Feldman as a producer. Uh, I do feel like they, sadly, he's no longer with us. Um, a Jerry Finn, who did uh, a lot of the Blink albums from Enema all the way up to uh, Self Titled. Okay. But hey, that's my opinion, but I'm not going to dig into too, into everyone else's. I'll talk about opinions at the end. Uh, we've got Todd next. He says, best song on the new album is not as good as the worst song on Nine, Bring Back Skiba. Uh, Blinkwave is the most interesting, so between that and Turpentine. Interesting. That's quite brutal, really. The best song on the on the new album is not as good as the worst song on Nine. That's gonna hurt. Mm. What's wrong with Tom DeLong? Apparently, he's not Matt Skiba. Well, I mean, Matt Skiba. Again, I don't want to dig too much into people's opinions, but Skiba couldn't really play Tom's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a better singer, and he's a good songwriter. And again, Tom's very honest about this in the Zane Lowe interview. Like, Alkaline Trio is a brilliant band, and that's where he needs to be. I don't think. Skiba really was ever going to st- stay in Blink for as long as two albums mm. or beyond that but hey, that's my opinion uh, next up we've got Joey he says I'm yet to give it a full spin but I like the energy from the singles fair uh, next up we've got Zach he says on the whole I'd say I enjoyed it didn't blow me away probably could have dropped a few songs to make it stronger terrified turn this off bad bad news are my faves yeah from a different band i think it would have be it would be seen as a really good album but blink standards are very high i'd agree with that actually mm-hmm. so it's just <clears throat> average with a few bangers that will be added to my playlist uh next up we got carl he says i listened to it once loved it with the headphones played it in my car didn't appreciate it very midsy it's good though lost interest in the jokey songs the serious ones are fairly good though some of them feel like they are in their 20s trying to impress girls mixed bag of feelings for me now I've heard this that sometimes it sounds better through headphones or instead of through speakers or vice versa and there's something to do with Dolby Atmos yeah yeah Uh, apparently it sounds better if you've got it on or it sounds better if you've got it off it's all down to I think on Apple Music that I stream it through I think it's automatically all um, as default on Hmm. and actually listen to it on over overhead earphones yeah a simple pair of Sony's and it it sounded banging but then yeah I don't 
and this is the thing like different albums sound differently and I think was it Zach to say that uh, that was Carl Carl I think Carl's spot on in terms of a different album will sound differently depending on where you're playing it and maybe it is more geared up for that kind of that Dolby over experience yeah for sure I preferred it off but again it's just personal preference yeah. at the end of the day who cares just I suppose just enjoy it for what it is you do you um, yeah I've, I've listened to it in the car and I, I know what he's saying it sort of lacks that oomph yeah, yeah that, that punch but hey mm-hmm. I mean unless you're a boy racer with proper gear in your, in your car with the proper speakers and right. the, it's, yeah I don't know what do I know? And then you're probably not playing Blink if you're doing that. No, probably playing like horrendous music. Like, mm, 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 dum, 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 dum. 90s dance. Do. Nothing wrong with that. I love a bit of 90s dance. Do you? Yeah, trance. Do you, do you dance to it? Do you get down and date on the dance floor? Uh, no, not anymore. I can't remember the last time I went to a club. <sighs> I, um, I never enjoy clubbing, to be honest. No, I agree. I'm more of a, a bar, was ever, a mm. bar and pub person. Yeah, same. When I was at uni um, or college, I always preferred going to the pub. You could talk and mingle with people. Yeah. But whenever we went to places like Route 66, yeah, up yeah, on the corner, great. I hated it. Sticky yeah. floors, you couldn't really hear, you couldn't really have a goss. Yeah, it was just never for me. I just found in those kind of places, you just you, you didn't feel safe looking around. There's no. lots of dark corners and there's lots of things going on in those dark corners. <laughs> You're like, I don't know where to look. Like, probably like a rabbit in headlights. That's why the way yeah. I looked. But yeah, it wasn't for me. I, I just, like an old man, just preferred to sit in the weather spoons, having my pounder yeah. pint with my curry. <clears throat> Good times. Or steak on it. Was it? No, curries were a Tuesday, wasn't it? Or was that steak? I can never remember now. Curry nights was Wednesday, I think. Yes, that's it. I think steak was a Tuesday. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Utopia Project pod. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Uh, It's an absolute bell to start to finish. All the playfulness of the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket era combined with the artistry of the Untitled album. That's a really good analogy. Uh, It's fan service. It's heartfelt. It's new, but yet familiar. A big warm cuddle with a cheeky finger up your bum. Mm. And that comes in from Chunky T at TUP. That's that's interesting. Can't tell if I've ever had a cheeky finger up my bum. Don't know what you're missing, Dan. <laughs> I, I don't, would you know? Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, finally, we've got Dan. He says, the 90s called. They want their pop punk band back. That's my review. And I love heart. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. No. Uh, you know, going back to the opinions, um, Mark Hoppus actually posted on, I think it was Threads or Twitter, he said, anyone is allowed to dislike any or all of our music and can say so on here. As long as it's respectful and in good faith, you're allowed to state any opinion you may have. And that's why I didn't really want to shit on anyone's opinion going through the listener stuff. It's fair. They're all valid. They are indeed. And that wraps up for our... One more time review. It does. What have we got coming up next? What are we doing? Um, well, last week we did Halloween, um, which is particularly spooky. Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that. If you had a listen, it's, a, it's a, a meaty two hours something, 
but it's it's a really good one. So take it in installments if you need to. Mm. Um, but go go get back into the the Halloween mood because it's a, a, such a good episode. We really did have lots of fun doing it. You don't even have to be in the Halloween mood to listen to it. There's some good no, stuff. No. It's yeah. all about paranormal investigating, <clears throat> and there's some really nice backstories and how Southern Ghost Society was founded. It's a fair one to make, actually, Dan. It's not. It's released as our Halloween episode, but actually, you can just listen to it as a standalone. And in fact, you should do. <clears throat> so there's that. Um, what have we got coming up? We must have the Marvels, I guess. Yes. So have on the go, and then the film review. We'll have Loki season review. Sex Education season three. No, four. Four. So nice. Season, season four. four. Um, before then, we start to look towards our Christmas lineup. Oh, I love December. It's one of my favourite times on the pod. Uh, we'll have a Christmas special, as per usual. I think this year we're going to do some awards. Yeah, it'll be awards season over at OTT Central. Going to get our tuxes and ties on and grab a bottle of champers. Yep. Our favourite films, favourite albums, favourite singles, artists, actors, actresses, dickhead of the year, yep. hero of the year, all that good stuff. And it's going to be great. We'll have our Christmas message, which we always release on a Christmas day. Yes. If you don't want to listen to King Charles, you can listen to us. You can. And then on to most <clears throat> anticipated 2024. Yeah, that drop in the first, I guess, the first weekend of January. We're talking to you about this on before we went on uh, on the mic. So we've been on fire since you've been back on back from holiday. Yeah. We've At some point we'll week. burn out. At some point we will burn out. But until then, we've got to ride that ride that wave. We have. We're having a great time. It's busy. Lots to talk about, but I guess, look, listener, if you're like, none of that floats my boat, I want to see, I don't know, a review of Barbie, you might be waiting a while, but nonetheless, we will take requests, and in fact, some of our favourite episodes have actually been requests. So um, if people have a request, Dan, how can they get in contact? We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads and TikTok, which is at On The Topic Pod. And if you want to get in touch by email, we're on On The Topic Podcast at gmail.com. And if you follow any of those socials, there will always be a link to our voice messaging service on Anchor. So you can drop yeah. us a message like some of our previous listeners and get involved. Spotify for podcasts, actually. Oh, it is now, isn't it? It's not Anchor. Oh, there we go. Got to move with the times, Dan. Yeah, I need to uh, get get with the times. Indeed. Alex, we've got YouTube and WordPress. Yeah, WordPress, our website, ontopicpodcast.wordpress.com. Go give it a visit, see our ugly mugs, see our bios, and you can actually listen, stream to all of our back catalogue, all the way back from the weekly roundup days to now. It's all on there, and there's some bonus content for some of our more latter uh, episodes of recent times. Um hit the subscribe button you'll get a newsletter and you'll be notified when a new episode drops alternatively you could do the same on YouTube and you can stream us in the background I don't know yeah <clears throat> I mean there's been plenty of people streaming us so you can see the numbers so clearly you lovely people love to listen and I guess watch us whilst you're living your lives yeah living just, your best life. just my artwork on, uh, on a screen it's lovely we should probably try and find a way to get our faces on there at some point I don't know if the public are ready for that Nah, yeah. We'll see. Let us know. Um, drop us a drop us drop us a message. Let us know if you if you want that. Um, but anyway, we're on uh, at ottgits uh, or on topic podcast, and you can uh, smash that subscribe button and notification bell, 
again you'll be notified when your favourite episode drops from yours truly absolutely but that's it it is that is it for another week I in that call my little fucked in the head I'm Dan uh, for one more time come dance with me and then turn this off I've been Alex we'll see you next time <laughs>